Um, now, and so if you want your kids to not think that your praise is just something that you do at church, they ought to see you do it somewhere other than church. The other day I was talking to Caleb and um, I said to Caleb, um, I said, one of my friends got a word for, of the Lord for your friend group. And he said, I said, he only been in school a semester. And I said, I'm not sure how you're going to tell them that my friend got a word for your friend group. He said, oh, mama, my friends already know you hear from God. That's what you ought to want your kids to say. That even when your kids don't want to do what you're saying, that they so trust that you hear God and that you never use God to manipulate them, to get them to do what you want them to do. But they're so clear about your ability to hear the Lord that they trust what you're saying. But how can they trust what you're saying if you're talking double mouth? <laughs> If you believe him on Sunday, but you don't know how you're going to make it on Monday. If you believe that they are called and anointed, but you believe they just like their daddy on Wednesday. I, that, that wasn't even in my notes. That was free for somebody. You can take that and do with it what you want to do. Amen. Come on and grab your Bibles and let's get into the word this morning. Say, this is my Bible. And I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I have what it says I can have. Say, I am about to be taught the life-changing word of faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and after having heard, believed, and acted upon what I heard. I declare... I am a hearer, a believer, and a doer. As a result, I will see everything that God said. Hallelujah. Go ahead and take your seat. Hallelujah. We're going to start with a couple of scriptures that I didn't give y'all in the notes. Let's go to Isaiah 60 first. Isaiah 60. The title of this message is Harvest Time. There's a subtitle, all, not either, or. All, not either, or. It's harvest time, all, not either, or. Amen? In Isaiah 60, it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen up on you. It says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and growth darkness the people, but the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings his brightness of thy rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see all them that gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son shall come from afar and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee and the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee and the multitude of camels shall cover thee thee um, the Midians and they shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord now I want you to walk through something right here because he says listen here tell your neighbor say nothing that's happening 
takes God by surprise. So God says, he says, hey, arise and shine for your light has come. What's your light? Jesus. It's not, it's not a hard test question. Let's ask it again, okay? Because we go to a Christian church where Jesus is Lord, okay? So that question would be, what's your light? All right, let to make sure your neighbor says it with you. What's your light? Very good, y'all the fast class, all right. So he says, arise and shine for your light has come. He goes on to tell you, go back to verse two. He says, for behold, darkness is going to cover the earth, gross darkness the people, but it's gonna be dark. It's gonna be wars and rumors of wars. Gas prices are going to go up. Pe people go lose their jobs. There's going to be crazy stuff happening. He says, but my question for you is where you go live, in the darkness or in the but? He says, his glory shall be seen up on you. Here's what this scripture tells us. The scripture tells us is that until Jesus comes back, it is unrealistic for us to expect for all darkness to be eliminated from the earth. He says, but in the midst of darkness, we ought to be able to see light on you. Why? Next verse. Because the Gentiles, the people who don't know him, you may be thinking I'm a Gentile. Technically, you're not a Gentile anymore because the Bible says that when you accepted Jesus, you were grafted into the Jewish heritage. So that thing that used to apply to you doesn't actually apply to you anymore because now you've been adopted. It says, so I want light to shine on you so that in the midst of darkness, the people who are searching for light can find you. He says, so they're going to come to your light. Now, if you grew up like I did, this little song now makes so much sense. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. <laughs> let it shine. Let it shine. Why? Because somebody somewhere is in darkness and they are looking for light. Somebody somewhere doesn't know that God restores marriages, so he, they're looking for light, so when they see your restored marriage, they can walk over to the light of the transformation. Somebody doesn't know that they can be healed from HIV, but when they see your light, they come and they get healed too. Somebody doesn't know that Jesus came to do more than make sure you don't go to hell, but to make sure you don't live in hell, so he's looking for somebody who he can prosper so your whole life can be light. Just tell him, say, make my whole life light. Make my whole life light. Say all, all. Not, either or. not either or. Let's go to 3 John. 3 John. One of the challenges for believers is that um, our thinking tends to be twisted with some stuff that seems good, but ain't God. Um, give you an example. You should be thankful that things are as well as they are. But why would I accept that when he said I should have the whole life? You want me to be content because you got satisfied with things being as well as they were. I'm looking for everything that he said. I'm looking for all, not either or. 
It would be like being in school and saying, oh, well, I'm good in English and I'm good in social studies. So it doesn't matter if I flunk math and science. No parent is going for that. We like not either or, all. We want it all. And so he says, beloved, above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in, and may it prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. This is the scripture we teach all the time. We say that you're never going to live beyond your soul. That's why after you accept Jesus as your personal savior, I said after, after you accept Jesus as your personal savior, the next best thing that you can begin to do is get filled with the Holy Spirit. After you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you can start working on that soul. Because now here's a song that's not so accurate. I got to say, my hands look new. My feet do too. You still got them same Nikes on. You know what I mean? They, your shoes didn't change because you got saved. And in reality, we have a lot of people who've accepted Jesus as, our, as your personal savior, but nothing in your life has changed much. Now, you go go to heaven, but you live in hell because you chose either or when he offered all. He says, beloved, above all things, I wish you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Next verse. He says, for I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as you walk in truth. He said, I am so excited because I saw that you walk in truth. I didn't just hear that you walk in truth. The people came and testified about how truth was showing up in your life. What does that mean? It means the divorce rate is 50%, but I heard that your marriage is really, really good. I'm excited because you walk in truth. Everybody else is fornicating, but you really do honor the word no matter how many great arguments they come up with for you not to honor the word. It does my heart good that you walk in truth. Any parents of teenage and adult children really get this. It is a good thing. There are some things that we know that it might be logical for our kids to do. Oh, but we so glad when we find out they don't do them. There are things that we look at our life and we like, oh, but this is what I did in college and oh, please don't be like me. And then when your kid says something to you like this, you smoked weed? <laughs> Why would you do a thing like that? I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. Be better than me. That's what the apostle was saying. It's my joy that you would walk in the fullness of what God said. It's difficult to walk in the fullness of what God says if you have a scarcity mentality that always makes you think you have to choose either or. And we live in a place, uh, you know, I'm trying to fix it up because we've got a few visitors. Um, uh, they may not come back, so let me just talk to y'all. Okay, so look. So, okay, here's the deal. Um, America's interesting for a couple of reasons. The first reason that we're interesting is because we're so democratic-minded, we don't understand that God has a kingdom, and the kingdom is not a democracy. So it's very interesting to me when I see people having debates about what God has already finished, 
So it's like if I say to my kids, we're going to go to Outback today. And they say, no, I think we should vote. Oh, vote. We're not voting. I already decided. And some of you, because you're so democratic and you bring your, and, and, and then you even grew up in a democratic church like I did where you could vote your pastor out. So you really do believe that you got a voice about how God does what he does. And so then when God begins to talk to you about what he wants to do in order to get harvest in your life, you begin to try to bring God votes. Um, the church goes on a fast, but you say, I don't fast. Oh, no, you fast if you go to a church that fast. Now, you might not fast if you go to a church that don't fast, but if you go to a church that do fast, when you agree to be a part of that church, you agree to fast. Well, I don't want to give up meat. Nobody asked you. There was no vote. There was no vote. See, you see what I'm saying? You see how confused you are? Because you keep thinking that you got a vote in the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, say, say, God loves you, but you don't have a vote. So that's the first problem is that so people take the word and they filter it through their own experiences, right? Now, you get it about fasting and praying, you know what I mean? Because like if the church has five o'clock prayer, but you ain't really a morning person, oh, I'm sorry, we have eight o'clock prayer and you ain't an eight o'clock prayer. Um, it's just because you... Because you think you have a vote. I don't, I don't know who told you that. You, ha you have no vote in the kingdom. Matthew 6, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Sean, not the kingdom of Eugene, not the kingdom of Erica. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all of God's things will be added unto you and his righteousness. He'll make you right, and he'll add his things. One of the very interesting thing about Americans is that Americans love to have people things without following their rules. Yeah. So when God begins to talk to you about what he needs you to do in order for you to harvest, because it is harvest season, and somebody go get a harvest this year. No, some, listen. I know some people go get broker, and I know some people go struggle like they ain't never struggled before, but it ain't going to be me. Now, here's where it's problematic, because I just heard your collective being say to me, what about the economy? Freak the economy. I'm not supplied by this economy. And if you don't know that, that's why you always stressed out about money because you think that your job and your income tax and what your boosts leave on the table, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. My bad, I'm sorry. You think that all of that is going to determine whether you really prosper. But I read in my word in Philippians 4.19 that he supplies all of my need according to something that cannot be seen, according to his riches that are in Christ Jesus. So now I have a dilemma. Now I got a dilemma. So I'm a believer. Give me a person. Cameron and Rick, y'all both tall. Both of you, y'all know y'all names? Y'all look around like, what's happening in church today? No, Rick jumped on up. Come on, Rick, come on up here. Cameron, come on. You two, I need two of you. 
I'm really just messing with you today. I'm playing with you a lot because I'm saying hard stuff, and it's easy to hear hard stuff if people make you laugh a little bit, okay? Can y'all step up here? Okay, so you stand on this side. You stand on this side. Ooh, gold is rich, is blue is healing. I don't know which one of these I'm going to make the world system. I don't know. Uh, Rick, you got to be the world system today. Sorry. You so... Rick is what the newspaper says. Rick is what Twitter says. I'd like to point out some of you are perpetually angry because you spend so much time on an angry platform, but that was free. That was free. Um, um, he is what your boss said. He is your past. He is that ain't nobody in your, house, in your family ever paid off nothing. He is that utilities was in your name when you was 12 and you already had bad credit. He is ain't nobody ever been happily married. Ain't nobody never had nothing but barely making it. They robbing Peter to pay Paul. He is the world system. And he is the part of the world system that says, and you should just be happy that things are as well as they are. See how friendly his face looks? He's like, come on over here. I mean, like, you really want too much. Like, how you really want everything? Like, how many, I mean, you got a good marriage. I mean, how you got to have a good job, too? Like, you just want too much. This is Rick. The Lord is over here saying, the fullness of the earth is mine. Take what you want. Take what you want. He like, I don't need you to cut back because I own everything and I got enough for everybody. He like, hey, listen, he look, I, oh, I love this. I love this. I love it. The Lord is over here saying, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. That's why I ask you to bring seed because I know that over here in this system, it is ineffective. I know that this system is ineffective and incomplete because it's just a shadow of the real system. So I invite you over here to bring me seed. You bring seed. I put my anointing on top of your seed. I, you bring me your 10%. I put more on the 10% so you can do more with the 90% than you could have done with the 100%. I'm just saying, you go rock with him, you go rock with him. The challenge for most of you, though, Mish, come hold my mic is that most of you actually live like this. Give me your hands. Most of you like, well, just in case this tithing thing don't work, let me be a little selfish and stingy over here. And, but you know what? The Lord really came through with my rent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But I really want to go on vacation, and I really want that big screen TV, and that money, do you know what? The church, all they want is your money. I'm not giving you my money. And then you like... Oh, but that one time he took care of my kid and the doctor wasn't going to take care of him. But uh oh, and most of you, that's how you live. So your life look like this. Amen. 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 If you want harvest, you got to pick a team. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says at least the people who in the world work their system. But you in the kingdom trying to work this system that don't belong to you. This is the prime picture of double-mindedness. The Bible says that a man who is double-minded is unstable in all his ways because he ain't decided who he believes. Thank you, guys. 
Isaiah 53. Let's just walk the Bible. Let's just walk the Bible. You know, this is so cool. It's so interesting that we picked Rick because anybody who knows Rick knows that Rick is one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. And a lot of the stuff that keeps you out of the will of God is real nice stuff. It's nice. Let's look at Isaiah 53. It says, go to the NLT. Uh, amplify. Let's try Amplify. Sorry. It says, who has believed, confidently trusted in, and relied to our message of salvation? Pause. That word salvation is not just eternal life. That word salvation is access to everything that God has made available. It says, so have you believed the report of salvation? Not just that he has salvation for your, your eternity, but he has salvation for your mind. He has salvation for your body. He has salvation for your career issues. He has salvation for your family issues. He has salvation for your finances. Who has believed, confidently trusted in, relied on, and adhered to? I love that the Amplified says this this way because it tells us something. It's not enough to say that I confidently trust in and relied on if I didn't adhere to. It says, and to whom, if not us, has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed? It says, who else but you? He's revealed his power to you. Let's keep going. So, Pastor Edwin told us, he said, it's harvest time. The question is, who's going to believe in that? Are you going to rely on it? Are you going to adhere to it? So then when God tells you to do something that doesn't make logical common sense, that you still do what God said because you expect God to put the pieces together in a way that you could not logically do it? Anybody who's walked with God long enough knows that God will ask you to do some stuff that seems real crazy. Right? And when he asks you to do it, you like, you sure? I mean, this the best plan you got? And then anybody who's actually done what the Lord has said has seen that there were all these things that you didn't know. What? Wait. <laughs> there were all these things. I know you're real smart, but it was all these things that you did not know before it started, which now make his instructions make sense. God is out here handing out life lessons. So let's look at Ephesians 3.20. Say all, not either or. So what do you have to do on the inside to become a person who believes for everything God said? God, I want to do, I want you to do everything. Lord, I, Lord, I thank you for everything you have done, but I'm still in spec expectation for everything that you said. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I love this because this is what it says. No matter how big your dreams are, no matter how big your ask are, he wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think because he's a good daddy. So you got... A $50,000 job on your mind, 
he got a hundred thousand dollar job on his mind part of the reason because people don't act like God cares about money tell your neighbor say God cares about money a lot okay so first of all God is a good father and he's not crazy and he put you in an earth realm where you need money to live which one of y'all is sending y'all kids on a trip without giving them what they need the father sent you on a trip In fact, most of us, when our kids go on a trip, if we have access to it, we have given them more than they needed for the trip because we all got this thing about how we don't want our kid to be the only kid. Because you ain't going to let your kid be the only kid who couldn't get the Happy Meal at the state capitol. So God sent you on a trip and the enemy convinces you through religion that God don't care about money. God cares about money because he needs your needs supplied. God cares about money because he supplies needs through people. So he wants to supply your needs, give you overflow. So when he asks you to give somebody $500, you ain't got to get salty because it wasn't your last $500. Amen. Can we look at this out of the Amplified? Say, God wants to do more. Say, whatever I'm thinking, God is thinking bigger. I want you to just let that soak in right now. Whatever I'm thinking, God is thinking bigger. Whatever you're thinking, God, I'm just trying to get all my bills paid. He's thinking bigger. God, I just wish I had somebody who didn't mistreat me. I promise he's thinking bigger. It is way more than just somebody not mistreating you. That ain't no marriage. I'm just glad he don't mistreat me. Girl, get a cat. Okay. Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose and do. Words matter. Tell your neighbor, say words matter. Read what it says carry out his purpose and do that ain't even a word we use every day we don't even know like super abundantly do you even know what super abundantly is it's a lot 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 that means God is not trying to barely heal you He's trying to super abundantly heal you. That means that God ain't trying to barely give you the Holy Ghost. He's trying to super abundantly fill you. That means that God ain't just trying to give you a little bit of wisdom. He's trying to super abundantly give you wisdom. More than you dare. What that submits to me is that in your spirit there are some things that you know belong to you but your soul scared to ask because your soul looks at what's around you to determine what you should have this is a commercial break free on behalf of heaven and the holy ghost okay 
This is the reason you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. People go, well, don't speak in tongues in part because you need an interpreter. First of all, different tongues. Study out your scriptures. That ain't the tongues we're talking about. We're talking about the prayer language tongues that belongs to every person. Now, here's where religious people and smart people get too smart for their own goods. So you believe God created heaven and earth, spoke a word, but he can't give you a language that you don't understand to talk to him about what he needs to do in your life. And you think that limited English that you use is enough to encompass all heaven desires to do. The Bible says in Romans, he gives you a prayer language because in your groanings, what seems like a groan to you is language to him. I believe that one of the reasons that God gives us a prayer language is because he's trying to release heaven in the earth and you are trying to limit earth in the earth. So he gives you a language that you cannot speak so you cannot interfere with what he's trying to do. So then you look up living in something that you don't remember praying about, but he prayed through you to himself to get his will done <laughs> rewind so because God wants heaven released in the earth he puts his spirit on the inside of you so even though he's in heaven his spirit is in you we have this treasure in earth and vessel so that when God is trying to elevate you he talks to himself about you he talks to him So when I start saying, that's no longer me, that's him talking to him about me. Yep, we about to do it. I need all my tongue talkers. We about to release some mysteries. We about to release some mysteries. For those of you who don't pray in tongues, I'm going to apologize for the level of discomfort you're about to feel. One of the mistakes that we make is we try to make church so comfortable for you that we don't release him to move. But at the end of the day, ain't nothing in your life been changed by your comfort zone. So this morning, if you're a tongue-talking, prayer-filled believer, I need you to pray and release the mysteries over this place. Release the harvest. Come on and open up your mouth. Pray out of your belly. Some you say, how do I get it? Ask. Ask. The same way you got saved. You believe you a new creature. Every new creature ought to have a new language. Some people get their prayer language. They start praying. They just start flowing. I wasn't a floor. I wasn't a floor because I came from a lot of religion about how I didn't need it. 
and I got I would get scared when I got ready to say it because I grew up in a space that said it don't take all of that I grew up in a space with people who didn't get healed talking about it don't take all of that I grew up in a space with people who didn't never break out financially talking about it didn't take all of that I grew up in a place that didn't see no signs wonders and miracles but could tell me it didn't take all of that and some of you you have been so religiously indoctrinated and you you want more but you keep holding on to the old it ain't never been enough so because I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit I wanted to pray in tongues man I wanted to pray in tongues so bad because I'm the kind of kid that once I know it's a gift I want the gift too no real talk like if, if we hand our presence give me my present and every time somebody would be praying for people to get filled with the Holy Spirit I would be the first person in line I was a pastor I ain't care nothing about that first person in line I'll never forget Minister Carol Hunter at World Changes. She said, you got it, but you got to open your mouth. She said, you are waiting. She said, I, I, listen, you grew up in one of them Baptist churches where the Holy Ghost caught people, didn't you? So anytime somebody got to shouting, it's because the Holy Ghost came up on them. And, and in the, as a kid, I ain't never want to catch the Holy Ghost because I didn't know that the Holy Ghost wouldn't come on you in Mad Butcher and have you rolling, knocking stuff off the aisles because I didn't know people who just stood up and prayed. It just would start off like in a thing and then they start shaking and then they get tight and then they be like, ah, thank you. Like, wait, hey, 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 no, not interested. No, thank you. And then I learned that the spirit is subject to the man most of the time because he can catch you up if he want to. <laughs> and I see it would be unfair to tell you that he might not ever catch you up. You might be somewhere think you go do a quick prayer. You might be going to think you in your car go sing you a quick little song. And then before you know it, the presence done hit that car and you don't even know how you driving no more cause the presence done came in if you want harvest this year you gotta want presence if you want harvest this year you gotta want presence you gotta be like wherever you are that's where I wanna be you not there don't wanna be there your hand ain't on it don't want it so I'm telling this thing because I know some of you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So listen, I was in all the lines, all the lines, all the lines. I done, I done purged. I done tried to do everything to get the Holy Spirit. Me and Chris is down in hot springs. I'm just like, Lord, I just want the Holy Ghost so bad. I just want to pray in tongues so bad. Listen, I'm just like, I'm, Chris bumps my arm. She says, listen to yourself. I'm praying in tongues. Because I'm now begging for what I'm actually operating in. God, I want to eat on banana. God, I just want to eat on a banana. She like, Mom, you're praying in tongues. Stop begging for it. Some of you are begging for what has already been given. 
running from the things of God? Yeah, that makes sense. In this service, there's going to be an activation. There are some promises that God makes. I got other notes, but that ain't even what we're doing no more. We're going to pray. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I don't mean because they pulled out the chair and your mama pushed you in the back and had you go up there. I don't mean because they gave a message about hell and fire and brimstone and you just thought, I do not want to go to hell. Do you want to go to hell? Hell no, no. That's a real song. I'm not playing. That's a real song. And so you're like, why she keep making us laugh? Because if I make you laugh, you'll disarm. If I get off spooky and be like, pick them up, lay them down. Some of y'all going to tear this back door up. You're going to run up out of here. Go be like, I ain't never going over to that church. So the first thing I want to activate over Fellowship of Champions I release an anointing that's okay with being different. I declare that the word will spill like wildfire over this region. People will come here because they are sick and they will leave healed. People will come here because they cannot get a job. They will come to a service and a job will be released. I need you to get your life together because all of them ain't going to stay. This just going to be a place where sometimes when people need a boost, when somebody need a jumper cable, when they need to be jumped, they go come here and they go get breakthrough. This is the house of breakthrough. This is the house of breakthrough. So now here's what I'm praying over partners. I need you praying in tongues over this. What you need to declare right now is that people are not going to come and get breakthrough when you don't. They're not going to come and hear your praise team sing and, not, and get free and you not get free. They're not going to hear your pastor preach and shift and you don't shift. You got to decide right now, I don't care how different I look. I don't care what people say about me. I am going after what God said. You know, if you're going to walk with God, hear me, I'm not talking about being weird. I'm talking about being different. There's a difference. I'm not talking about being purposely weird, like we're going to all go dress in white t-shirts, black pants every day. I'm not talking about being weird. I'm talking about having the courage to say, you don't understand why I would have a cancer diagnosis, why I would be in medically induced menopause and I would get pregnant and the doctor would tell me to abort my baby, but God would tell me that that was a faith baby. And so I would be standing here 10 years after my diagnosis with a baby that's almost five. It don't make sense, but it does make God. You don't understand how I could come to church one Sunday on July 15th and an addiction that had been troubling me and pounding me and trying to kill me would be broken off of my life. I done been to AA meetings. I done been to therapy. I done met and I sat in a service and God touched my body and set me free. 
you don't understand how my mother was diagnosed with mental illness and how they said I was gonna lose my mind and how I felt myself losing my mind but I kept showing up at the altar and God gave me his mind and I ain't even close to crazy you don't understand how I found my husband and he was having a stroke and I wasn't even supposed to be there right there but if I hadn't been there right there he would have died and how they said he wasn't going to be able to do all of this stuff but he doing it I don't know about you I ain't interested in no powerless church. I ain't interested in no powerless God. I ain't interested in being the same week after week. I'm looking for the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. If it can bring him out of hell, it can bring you out of hell. I'm not looking for a religion. I'm not looking for a religion. I ain't even looking for a relationship that's just comfortable for me. I'm looking for what God is doing. And whatever he's doing, that's what I'm doing too. I pray that the testimonies of this house reach the winds of this earth. They get carried in the winds. I prophesy marriages restored, new marriages, new marriages, new marriages, new marriages in the name of Jesus. Every curse against your marriage, I curse it in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over it. I pray over single women. Every lie that you have believed that there are no good men, I call for the release of the husband that belongs to you. A righteous man, a godly man, a man who values you, a man that's not trying to shut you down. And I declare that you are healed and whole and not looking for him to fix you. I pray for restoration in your finances, particularly for those of you who have been faithful in your giving. Everything the enemy has stolen, I command it, come back to you 100-fold. This is not either or. This is not either or. You know what that means? That means some Sundays we gonna be real intelligent and some Sundays we gonna shout out our shoes. It means that sometimes we go pray in English and sometimes we go pray in tongues till a new one come down. It means that sometimes people go get healed because they changed their diet. Other times we go lay hands on them and then what's on them is gonna be broken off of them. It means either all. It means every way the wind of the Holy Spirit moves, that's how we move into wherever he's going, that's where he's going to. It means we're putting a demand on the word. When our pastor preach we go get set free I want you to make this declaration say I will never hear the word again and not be changed say the word always has enough power to change me and my situation